Oh, look at that. Found myself a lamp. Oh, it's a bit dusty though. I'll give it a rub. Just see what happens. I love the genius lamp. And I need about you three wishes. Alright, Jean. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have a couple of wishes. I would like um some new friends who are, are not straight and uh, nice and they're people what I've never met. Ah, I can grant you these three wishes. I shall bestow upon you a pair of queer and pleasant strangers. Oh, lovely. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies just have a bit of a giggle. Let's talk about we have a bit of a giggle, do some sillies. Yeah. How are you doing this week? I'm tired. Same. We we had a weekend. That we did. It 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 felt quite a long one. Yeah, it didn't help that we only had two hours sleep on Saturday. Yeah, we would. We had a nice long chat into the night, but we had, we had an interesting old weekend. Oh yeah. We spent some time in a basement that had a fog machine and laser lights. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Was a really hammock. Good acoustics. All very good acoustics. There was a hammock. There was oh. a JPEG that that was quite interesting. It was a very very interesting still image. It was definitely very, still. Very, very, very still much image. a still image. Good. That, that wasn't moving. Nope. It was a very interesting old time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do we want to start this week? Well, uh, we, we, we did a thing. We, we, we went to Brighton oh. for a raisin. Oh. For a raisin. For a raisin? What yes. was a raisin? We, we went to the, that, uh, that trans pride. Is, is this going in the what we've put in our eyes section? Or is this a... We participated in it, so I guess is, you could is say played? we played slash watched it. <laughs> we, we inter... Maybe this is the, just, like, maybe our the, week. The we, we, the we interacted with section. I, I guess. I suppose. Yes, Trans Pride Brighton we went to. It was very good. Yeah. We had the a... biggest we've ever had. Yeah, we, we, we went along with some lovely cis ally friends who mm-hmm. were very supportive and... Yeah. Uh, Sort of cheered us on as we we went marching down the street doing protest chants, and, and... We met some other trans friends. Yeah, who we largely know from the internet. Indeed, we met some, we met some nice people. Yes, uh, we. It felt pretty empowering to walk down the street with like hundreds, maybe thousands of people, just like storming down the streets, being like, "Ha ha ha! There are many more of us than you." There are many, many, many more, more of us than, than you. you. It was it was very nice seeing the cars slowing down to like honk, honk. cheer. Whoop, yeah, we got lots of honks. honks. Like good honks from people good who honks. were smiling. It was very nice. Yeah. Then we all got to a park and we had a nice chill out. Yep. We heard some very impactful poetry. Had some good music. Had some good I music. I saw a nice performance piece that I'll come back to later. I, I started watching that performance piece and was like, mm, this is a bit much for me today. It's quite heavy going, that thing. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about that performance piece? Well, we can't start with Watched, can we? Okay, okay. okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, and we saw some some performances and we went looked at the stalls and... They're coming to arrest us, apparently. They're coming to arrest us. We're talking too much about the secret transness. The secret trans cabal. And I didn't see any uh, any 
protesty sort yeah. of counter protest. I didn't stuff. see any nasty people. In fact, quite the opposite. I saw I saw a lovely amount of like cis so lesbians with like very trans inclusive messages. Like right near the start of the uh, the walk, I remember there was there was a woman that had a sign pointing down at herself, and it was something like. Um, it was something like lovely old lesbian who re- who reckons trans women should be here. Yeah. Or like tra- old trans lesbian, uh, old lesbian who likes trans women. Yeah. And I was like, oh, lovely. Like there was a lot of L, of L with the T. L with the T signs. There was a lot of just like queer pos- uh, uh, solidarity with trans yeah. people. There was a lot of folks that clearly I don't think would have normally come out, but were like, no, screw it, we're going to show up and turn our support, show our support. Yeah. And, and and hopefully that that will just continue and continue. We might need a bigger park next year. Heck yeah! yeah. It, next I am... year, no, maybe next year they'll let us have Preston Park because this year Preston Park was full of was it uh, uh, four twenty Pride? Uh, yes, it was Green Pride, the Cannabis Pride Festival, uh-huh. which was interestingly on the same day as Scarnival. So uh, if you want to go and listen to some scar and and. Protest in support of weed. I don't think. Are that... you suggesting there was weed at the weed pride? <gasps> I, d- I didn't suggest that at all. I suggest that they were protesting in, protesting in support of it. It was probably quite a lot of weed. Probably. I mean, like walking through Brighton, I smelled weed several times. So... I smelled a lot of weed while we were in the trans pride march. If I'm honest, did you? Yeah, I was having a chat with one of the uh, stewards at one point, and they were like. Pretty sure I smell some weed. I was like, I don't know what you're on about. Everyone here is very well behaved. See, he, he. Yeah, that was the crux of our weekend that before was. we 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 had an interesting weekend in a friend's back garden. It was very. Yeah, I had a lovely time in the sun, drinking gin and chatting <laughs> bollocks. We we chatted a lot of bollocks. We saw a lot of very sky. nice, colourful things, and yeah. we drank a lot of gin. Yeah. That we did. Should we talk about what we played this week? What did you play this week? What did I play? What did you play? Uh, I played a bunch more Fortnite. I'm still playing Fortnite. Are you the best at Fortnite now? Uh, no. Are you um, most of the way through your battle pass? I'm like halfway through or something, which is like a decent chunk, because I think it goes on for like ten weeks, and it's like oh. two, three weeks in, and I'm like a good chunk of the way in. Okay, well that does kind of answer a question I've sort of been wondering about the battle pass. Like, would you have to, would you have to buy it right at the beginning of the month to make it work? So, uh, the month of the beginning of the battle so pass. So here's, here's where I'm at. Since Fortnite came out on Switch back at E3, which is what like six weeks ago or so. I Something like that, yeah. Oh my god, E3 was like six weeks <laughs> ago. That's terrifying. Uh, I had a look at my Switch's save date, and apparently I've played a little over fifty hours of that game, wow, which so. is. Quite a lot. That's like half of a JRPG length that I've gotten out of a free game. Yeah. Like, I think I've spent six quid on Fortnite for that battle pass. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. And in about 50 hours of play, having bought one of the battle passes, I've unlocked probably about three new character skins, a lot of emotes and like little things like, oh, I've got different gliders and different backpacks and like little bits of. Of unlocking, I've got the pick that looks like a—it's made twisty out balloons. of uh, modeling twist, twisty modeling balloons. But yeah, like the big, the big bits, which is like the the character skins. I think I've unlocked uh, three female skins and one male skin. And one of those male skins, the more I play, the more like I'm unlocking variants for it, which is quite cool. But yeah, it's it's doing a very good job of 
every couple of hours being like, here's another free thing that makes you look quite cool. It's not really free, is it? You paid six quid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what you know what I mean. It's like here's an here's another thing that you're not paying for this specific item. We're dropping a th- here's here's a thing because you played some more. Mm. It's very good at making it feel like oh I'll just jump in for another couple of matches because I'm very close to getting another little cosmetic thing. So for like for the six quid I've put into it, I'm definitely getting my money's worth out of Fortnite. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Mm. What were you played? I played some Go Vacation. How are you getting on with the Go Vacation? Actually, um, what's what's our embargo? Do we have an embargo on Go Vacation? Let's find out. Do I have a Go Vacation embargo? Do be do do do. The twenty sixth. Yeah, we can talk about we can talk about Go Vacation. So I played some Go Vacation. <laughs> um, it's all right. It's... it's about 40-something games of, of varying types. They're not super in-depth. It's like if Wii Sports had been that many more games. It's a big sports minigame collection that you can play with your Miis, but you don't have them all unlocked at the start, do you? No, you have to play through basically all of them to uh, unlock them to play in free-play mode. So that that's all done now if I should ever want to play with other people. I, I have a feeling like it would be more fun with people, as is yeah. often the case. So but... are, are these all multiplayer minigames, are they? Do you know? I'm pretty sure all of them can be played more multiplayer. Um, yeah. The only things I'm not entirely sure about would be things like the races. So you have yeah. like um, water bike races or whatever you call them, like mm. jet skis. Um, then you've got um, like all-terrain vehicles in one of the later areas. And, and, and that wasn't actually a bad racing, but apart from the fact that there's no sets uh like track there's yeah. no like you know in most racing games even if if it's designed to look like it's in a city there will be like signs going hey head this way yeah and this is like there is an arrow on the map get to it uh how how much time do you reckon if you had to ballpark you had to spend to unlock all the mini games for free play uh three or four hours i would reckon okay and a lot of the games i was just like all i have to do is play this once i don't even have to win it yeah. And then come back out of it, and it will give me a stamp for that and let me move on to the next thing. So, I feel like you're sort of like, yeah, alright. Um, yeah, there were a couple of games I, I, I quite liked. Things like the, the volleyball was quite fun. Um, tennis was okay. Um, I'd be interested to see if there's other controls for it. I've only been playing that one in full control control mode. And yeah. um, I feel like maybe if that was in, like... Um, uh, like motion control, that'd be more interesting. It the fishing was all motion control, so you like yeah. sling your hook with uh, with the like right Joy-Con, and then sort of pull it back to set, and then you sort of waggle the uh, left con around like you're reading it in. <laughs> and all these games, like they're not designed to be playable in handheld mode, are they? Uh, you can't really play any of them in handheld. They're either designed to be played in tabletop or in TV mode. Yeah. You're meant to be able to move your your hands around, yeah, independently. Well, I mean, like some of some of them are just like you, uh, like the, I think surfing. You just sort of tap Y to get near the the wave, and then you press A to jump up, and then like it's just tapping buttons. There's no, mm. uh, well, there's a little bit of waving, like 
waggle the right Joy-Con while holding the right stick in one direction, and it will do a trick. It's but not it's, there's, super there's some intuitive games, or interesting. There's some games you could maybe make work, but in general, you're not supposed to play it in handheld. Yeah, I just about managed to get skydiving to work in, in handheld. Yeah, uh, you because all you have to do is sort of tilt the, the sticks, uh, uh, tilt the, the cons in sort of a mutual direction to make your character drift into the right position. Hmm. And there's, there's not really a lot to that, but that, that one just about worked. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I need to stick a bit more time into that. Well, if you want to just play games, you can always. Play I might just jump in on your save. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you played anything else, let's have a look. Did I play anything else? Uh, I started playing uh, Octopath Traveler, Ooh. that new uh, Switch JRPG. Mm. It's quite a good classic RPG. Um, you got eight different characters you can play as, who all have their own gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Um. So the one I was playing as today is this warrior, and the start of his story is basically, hey, I was meant to protect the king, but someone managed to kill the king, so I felt a bit shitty about my job as a warrior. I went and hid in a little town somewhere. Turns out that clues to who killed the king showed up in this town. I'm going to go off on an adventure now. Adventure! Adventure! Uh, The voice acting initially threw me a little bit. Uh, The English language voice acting... Has a couple of characters who are just a bit, bit, bit cheerio, I'm British. Right, Governor. Right, Governor. A little bit of that going on. It, I got over it quickly enough, and you can just switch the entire language track to Japanese if you prefer. Um, the Japanese language audio is quite quite good from what I've seen, but it's it's a very traditional JRPG. This warrior character can challenge literally any NPC to a fight, and there's quite often humorous dialogue for like. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge a shopkeeper to a fight. Fight me, shopkeeper. Uh, which is quite strange. Do you There's, get anything for doing that? You can get things for fight, starting fights with people. You can find ways around situations by like, haha, I'm not going to do this the way the quest wants me to. I'm just going to challenge this person to a fight and skip around the quest a bit. Right. Um, there's some interesting stuff in the combat mechanics for the warrior. Um, you've got this whole mechanic where. Every turn that you don't use a special attack, you can build up this meter, um, at which point you can power up your standard attack to do like, ha, I'm going to do five standard attacks in a row in one action turn, because I waited X number of turns before using this. So you can sort of build up this multi-attack meter, and it feels really cool. It looks really good. It's got a great soundtrack. I feel like this might be a lot of my time going into into Octopath. Ooh. So yeah, what about you? Um, I've started playing uh, Reigns, Her Majesty. Oh, I know the person that wrote that. I know you do. Yeah, Lee Alexander. Mm. She's lovely. It's a good game. It's a good and game, you yeah. tell her that. Yeah, I, it's a good game. Cards on the table, I know the person that wrote it, but, but I still think it's a good game. Well, I'm enjoying it, certainly. Um... Yeah, it's on sale on the Play Store at the moment. So, yeah. and I've been looking for a new mobile phone because I've been rather stuck in threes recently. And... A new mobile phone game. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, new mobile phone game. So it's basically you are the new newly appointed queen, and you have to make decisions about your kingdom, and try and keep your king vaguely happy, and the church happy, and the people happy. And the military happy, 
and stuff. And if anything gets too high or too low, you are dead. And it's all done by swiping just left or right on a series of cards. Yep, it is, it is the Tinder of decision-making. Yes, it's, it's, it's literally just yes or no, left or right yep. on complex decisions. Yeah, well, it's not always yes or no. Sometimes you, you will yeah. be sort of piloting your way around a maze or deciding whether or not to have somebody, sh- like, hanged or... Yeah, it's, it's very easy to just sort of one-handedly sort of flick through playing a bit. Yeah, and, and it's it's fun sort of as you... Get further through it, you'll get new characters, and those new characters will give new cards, which means new things can happen in your next playthrough. Yeah. But it is a little bit randomised, and the church don't seem to like my style of play very much. So <laughs> I, I do get sort of burned at the stake quite a lot. Much like reality, the church, yeah, bit Doesn't iffy really about some of your choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was an option to run away with uh, another woman. Oh, hello. Yeah. I, we eloped. It was lovely. Aww. Until we died of misery and arguments. Oh. Apparently lesbians aren't allowed to be happy in that game. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not in the way that I, I made it happen. Anyway, but yeah, that was that was a bit of uh, bit of Her Majesty, Reigns Her Majesty. I would definitely recommend that. Heck. What else you got? Uh, I started playing Semblance, which is a... Uh, a platform game where you can deform the environment. Alright. Yeah, so like, let's say there's two vertical walls sort of next to each other, and mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, a lot of platformers you'd be able to wall jump. Mm-hmm. In this you don't have a wall jump, but what you can do is jump up and dash to the side into the wall, and it'll make a dent in the wall, and then you can just kind of stand in that dent, and then jump and dash into the other wall and make a dent in that one and slowly make little like dents in the wall that you can jump up from one to the next. Mm. So it's it's all about working out like how can I make sort of like bumps in the environment that will help me to traverse how I get around. And can you over damage the world? Uh you you can and like you can like let's say you've damaged a wall too much and can't do what you need to do with it. Mm. You can sort of reset that whole wall how to ha- back to how it started and mm-hmm. try again. You can't undo just one dent you made in a wall, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. If you're like, ah, I've done perfectly, 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 oh, I screwed up this final little bit, I have to reset the whole puzzle and start from the beginning, mm. which can be a bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, because like sometimes there'll be a thin wall and you dent it and you're like, ah, that's not right. I'll go around the other side to where it's bulging out and knock it back in. That doesn't work. Oh no. Uh, also, it's a little bit glitchy. Occasionally oh. I got stuck into the environment. Um, it's clearly a little bit unpolished, mm. but I played about an hour and a half of it so far. And it's consistently throwing really interesting ideas at me. Okay. Uh, it's finding a lot of very unique uses for the mechanics. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to keep that up for its whole runtime. I believe it's about four hours or so, but... Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun. It's it's unique and interesting. I certainly haven't played another platformer quite like it, so yeah, that semblance. Marvellous. What about you? Played some two point hospital. Oh, you've been playing the preview builder there, haven't you? It's fucking awesome. How, how much of it you played so far? Uh, I am on the last level of the demo. Yes, because it's what f- the first four, four levels. levels that we've got of the demo. Four levels. It's it's theme hospital. It's, As I expected and wanted. It's a bit polished up. It's got some nice visuals and it's sounds. It's polished. It's modern. Um, some, you can some new jokes. make rooms that don't have to be square. There's yeah. some new variants of uh, the different diseases. 
But it's basically Theme Hospital. Anyone who's played Theme Hospital will recognise Theme Hospital, and anyone who hasn't should give it a go, because it's fun running a hospital. It's it's a very silly, like, it looks very much like The Sims sort of top-down manage a bunch of these little people. Yeah. But they will have very silly diseases. It's it's a god game, and and, um, Two Point Studios have been talking about, like, the fact they want to get back to that we are the people who make god games, like the, the sort populous of, and yeah, the sort of stuff that was it was it like Bullfrog that used to yeah, do that. Yeah, it was Bullfrog, uh, theme park, theme hospital, theme park world. Um, before yeah, you sort of got involved yeah. in all that. But you're you're in you're enjoying it. It's... I'm really enjoying it, and it's it's gets it ramps up difficulty quite quickly. Yeah, you're on the fourth level, and it's already like ooh. Well, there's already a situation where basically it's almost impossible to hire from scratch doctors who have um like useful uh skills oh is this where you're having to do training so i'm having to do training so you need a training room you need enough spare doctors that you can be training people up and still have people running gp yes. surgeries and, and um sort of other you need excess staff you need yeah. excess staff so that you can afford to have three to five people sat in a training room Initially, you'll have to pay like 10 grand out to hire a, an outside expert to train your staff. But once somebody's got that skill, they can teach it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that includes like you could have, say, your um, like receptionist and they might be particularly good at um, motivating or, or customer service, which cheers the, the patients up. And obviously, that's a good skill for anyone to have. So you could have that person teach the lesson to like a bunch of doctors and then they can later on perhaps disseminate it out to other people. Heck. Um but yeah, and also you've got to sort of keep promoting people and, and yeah. seeing them upgrade. It's it's a lot of managing a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of managing a lot of moving parts and the fact that you can pause is is sort of very necessary and it's <laughs> like I need to make some literally split second decisions. I'm, you've been you've been excited for this for a while. I'm really glad that you're yeah. enjoying it so far. I'm I'm really glad that they've done such a good job with it, and it stayed so true to sort of theme pop theme hospital, which uh, you know is what they were aiming for, and I think what a lot of people wanted was just do theme hospital just again. More, just more just of that. Good new theme hospital plus. Yeah, I mean it's 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 got a few new features, and and I'm sure there will be more stuff as it goes on. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying. Everything I've got so far. Yay! That's really good. Yeah. How's that? You well, played you... you played anything else? Have you not played anything else? I don't think so. I played a bit more Basingstoke. I, I streamed a bit more Basingstoke. I'm so close to escaping the level after the police station. Huzzah! <laughs> it's um, a tough old game, isn't it? It really is. It's but then that's puppy games all over, like um Revenge of the Titans, Attack yes. of the Titans, something like that. It was like one of their first games, and that game is an RTS, but it is nailed hard. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's pretty typical for them. And yeah, looking forward to more Basingstoke. Nice. Oh. Is that your playlist? That's all my playlists. Oh heck. Uh, well, in that case, here's the next thing. Okay, so GPS. Uh, right, heading to uh, direct uh, directions to location. Adventure. I'm. I'm. I'm heading to adventure. There we go. GPS. In 500 yards, head left on hijinks. Take the third exit to shenanigans. 
past exploits and escapades. Warning, there is a traffic buildup on mischief and rascality. Rerouting by our tomfoolery, antics, capers, and silliness. You have arrived at your adventure nation. Ah, there we go. Wasn't that an adventure? No, I forgot my sword again. Ah, uh, fine. We're going to have to reroute our whole journey back through silliness. Plotting journey to tavern. <sighs> all, all I'm trying to say is, like, can't, can't we as a species just be nice to each other? Like, can we not just agree that we should be nice? You bloody socialist kiddies these days. Nice? You want to be nice? I think Fabergé eggs are nice, but we can't give every poor person one of those now, can we? Hmm? All, all I'm saying is that, like, we're, we're very we're very squishy as a species. Like, doesn't it just make sense to, to keep each other healthy? 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 Yeah, you, free you, healthcare. You, oh, free healthcare. We'll just look, pull up free healthcare. What next? We're, we're, on, we're on the slippery slope to, to, to free everything, are we? Free housing? Yes, I'd quite like that as a concept. Uh, yeah. why, why, why can't we just... If there are things that we need as humans to survive that we will die without, surely we should make sure everyone has those? Uh, good argument for that. Uh, your hat's not very good. You're, you have bad fashion and therefore your argument is bad. Bad. I I don't understand what your problem is. Do you not want people to just be able to live and not die? I don't see why you would have a problem with people living and not being dead. Well, you know, back in my day, people died all the time. We didn't have any problems with that. It's always worked before, of course. Always worked before. And then you're saying that it shouldn't <laughs> keep working in the future. Well, I I, I... I don't think it worked. People were dying. People were dying, but that's what, that's what God wants. And I'm appealing to the divine at this point. Ah... <sighs> I'm going to go try and talk to someone who's actually going to hear some sense. You can't walk away from my fallacies! <laughs> so, Ooh. what have we watched this week? Well, we we sat down with, uh, with Amy after Trans Pride and we listened to some stuff. Stuff. Well, we watched some music videos that were really fucking intense. They, they, they were they were intense in in that particular moment. They're quite intense now. They're quite intense now. Um, so we watched uh, what was it? Contrast. Contrast dance. Yes, dance by contrast, which is kind of a mix of metal and dance music with a bunch of like slightly uncanny valley CGI lederhosen dancing men. It's a very strange thing. Are they CGI? I they look kind of they're they're human people, but they their bodies look kind of CGI. I don't think their bodies are real, but I think the heads are real. Okay, maybe that was just the weird experience I was having of it when we were watching it the <laughs> other night. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it, good moustaches, isn't it? There's oh, some good oh. lederhosen. Yes, those those those. Those moustaches were making me think of uh, System of a Down. <laughs> They're very, like, Surge Tankian-looking faces. I don't... Mm, I don't know. So... There, there was that main guy with the, the big moustache who... big and bushy. Yes, who... He just reminded me of the main guy from System of a Down. 
I'm not seeing it, but there you go. I don't know. But yes, it's just, it's a very simple song. Yeah. Dance, um, dance, and maybe you'll turn me on. Oh, and and we also li- li- watch the uh, let's listen to do because we we, I, we I, I, I'm just not angry enough for that level of death metal. We but muted we did the watch, audio. We did. We watched the uh, Meshuggah video for Clockworks, which is really cool. That's a lot of very intricate, detailed visual things yeah, happening. It's, reminds me of those um, Infinity. What they called like infinity loops or something? Oh, they were very popular, yes. like uh, maybe five, ten years ago now. Yeah, and you used to sort of get an image and it would pull back or, or zoom into and zoom in 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 just forever, yeah. and eventually loop back around to the beginning. And this was more sort of the pulling back version of that, and you were going from sort of these little strange landscapes to sort of more detailed, intricate parts and getting mm. further and further back, and each. Each One of these images turned out to be just a just giant the surface edge. of a bigger thing. <laughs> yeah, sort of, sort of fractally in that respect. Yeah, but it was really cool. Yeah, we were just finding very strange-looking music videos to look oh. at. Yes, uh, we wa- we watched a thing together at the weekend as well. <laughs> we binge watched a new Netflix original series called Final Space. Final Space. How would you describe Final Space? Um, gory, violent, bleak, sad, but with a lot of heart, some cute creatures. Like, it's mm. funny as well. It was. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, it's kind of real. It's really dark. It's it's really dark, but not needlessly so. Like I think that there was a point. Like every time they did something dark, it was for a point, and they yeah. like they had a narrative payoff to it that was interesting. Yeah, like. The each episode sort of starts as as what is very clearly after about the second episode a flashback from what is probably going to be the last episode. Yes, because it's ten episodes long as a series, and it's like ah, there's ten minutes until bad thing happens. Until you nine minutes until bad thing happens. It's like oh, okay, so the final episode is the final episode's gonna be We're kind gonna find of out a how he got yeah. in the situation. How is he floating in space with his oxygen running out, going very cold, with not much time and not much chance of surviving? Yeah. Let's watch a ten-episode comedy to see how he gets there. Yeah, um, and it it reminds me of how Red Dwarf, like in that first episode, with the like obviously everyone dying, very much did like it's a bleak situation you're in. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're not afraid to kill people off in that either. Yeah, but like. Again, it doesn't feel pointless. Like it, it no. feels, it feels like it's done with a real reverence for like the, the weight of that choice. Like the person yeah. who made this feels like he understands the the weight of killing a character off and to not do it frivolously. Yeah. Like they, they I mean, obviously, there's numerous bad guys that get it, but some um, killing off a hero character or even one of the big enemies. Would be quite a thing. So the, the, this show does things where, like any show other than this, I would expect to walk it back. Yeah, and it even plays with that a bit. Like there's a couple of episodes where it's like, oh, oh, this is how they're gonna walk it back. This is how they're gonna undo the sad thing. No, no, they're not gonna undo the sad thing. No, nope. no, you just have to live with that. But Mooncake's adorable. Mooncake's adorable. So yeah, it's about this guy who's trapped on a prison ship. Yeah. Um, He's serving, the only prisoner. Yeah, serving a five-year sentence on this prison ship and for destroying ninety-two um, of his like home planet's sh- military ships. ships. Yes, and a 
Mexican restaurant. A not very good, slightly mediocre Mexican restaurant. Um, yeah, and he, he likes to believe he's more important than he is. And then he finds this cute, adorable little alien puffball called Moon, is it called Mooncake. Yes. Yes, Mooncake, who is adorable, and I would I would die for Mooncake. Mooncake is adorable. I too would die for Mooncake. Moon I want a Mooncake plush. Yeah. I don't know if they exist. They probably will soon enough. Yeah. So this started as just like a short several years ago. I went back and watched that short. It's yeah. really good. It's it's worth watching that short that inspired it. Maybe we'll watch it after we finish recording. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't recommend that enough. It's yeah, it's good. Um, might want some tissues for it in places, yeah. but yeah, it's it's definitely one I would I would recommend. It it ramps bleak. it ramps really <sighs> gradually though. Like it it doesn't get bleak out of nowhere. No, well, mm. no. I I think <laughs> that like it justifies its gradual curve to bleak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was a good old show. Um, mm. one thing I will say. It's been greenlit for a second series already, Ooh. which... So we might find out what happens. Well, I'm kind of happy about that, because it was a really good show, and I'm, I'm excited for more. Mm. There's a little bit of me that's sad about that, because the way that show ends, I would have been really okay with it ending that way. Because, like, you, you, if it had ended, like, three or four seconds before it did, and they'd just been like, this is the series, this is what it is... I'd have been really okay with that, as, yeah. as it just being its own contained thing. Yeah. There's a little bit of me that is maybe sad that, like, that that ending is maybe the one place where it feels like it walks back a tough choice it made. Did it? Yeah. We don't know what happens. We don't know, but, like, it implies maybe it's gonna... The fact there's a second season suggests maybe a bit of a walk back, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I don't know if I'm happy or not that there's a second season, but I will mm. definitely watch a second season. Yeah. And I will hope for it to be this good again. And we watched some of the, the making of on YouTube, because that's there in its entirety, in a series of sort of yeah. 10-ish minute that's... episodes. And they mentioned in there that one of the, the um, influences was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I am very okay with. It feels very inspired by that. Yeah. Um, I That creator seems very... Interesting. I'm intrigued by them. Yeah, they like to tell a story, um, yeah. and and because the the even even the the sort of making of is done as this sort of like I will tell you a tale, and it's it's he's, done in quite an amusing way. He's he's a very captivating storyteller. Yeah, I, the silliest way. I I will very much keep track of like what this guy does after Final Space because mm. I want to see more creative things from this person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you watched anything else? Uh, we watched the fucking teaser trailer for the Steven Universe movie. Ah! Uh, so, ah! Also, I don't know, that's another one I don't know how I feel about that. I'm excited for the prospect of a big old, like, very lengthy Steven Universe movie. But it could be the finale. A, it could be the finale, and B... Is this going to even further slow down the rate of actual release of episodes from the season? Maybe the reason the rate of episodes from the season has been so slow is because the animator's working on a feature film? Maybe. maybe because that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. That's that's my only reservation. Here's the thing. That's my reservation, but like, I will totally go see a Steven Universe movie and I will fucking love it. So I, I want this movie. Mm. Also, that new episode. Yeah, we watched the mm. episode. We'll talk mm. about that next week, though. Yeah, no, no spoilers, but mm. thing, mm. things. 
Mm. That show is going places. It is. Towards a movie, in fact. What else did I watch? I started watching Parks and Recreation, which is a series I've never... It's a series I've seen mentioned on Tumblr so often. I've seen so many gifts from it. Yeah, I've seen gifts. Never watched it. I'm like, no, Ron Swanson's from this, and he seems quite amusing as a character. Uh, It's basically a sitcom-type show about a woman who works in a local government Parks and Recreations office, Mm -hmm. who is basically trying to get a big hole-in-the-ground filled in and turned into a park and she is not very good at local government and it is the sort of perils and tribulations of haha all these people who are not very good at local government trying to do a very basic thing and not doing it very well uh it's very odd seeing chris pratt in this this is clearly from before chris pratt was quite such a huge deal um he does a very good job in it I like all the cast. All of the cast in it have been pretty funny. Um, I'm like a season and a half in and I've yet to come across any humour that feels aged. None of it feels like, oh, this is clearly a few years old and pretty unwoke. Okay. So I've not yet come across any non-woke stuff. That's good. There, There was an episode in which two penguins were married as a publicity stunt and then it turns out that they're gay penguins and... The Parks and Recreation lady is like, no, I'm not going to unmarry these penguins and, like, stands up for penguin gay marriage. So, like, it seems at least, like, what I've seen so far hasn't been unwoke. And that's, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I was fully expecting the, the normal, like, oh, it's a sitcom from, like, the 2000s that I've not seen before. There's going to be an anti-trans joke in the first season, because there always is. But there wasn't! We shall see. Not, well, hopefully they they yeah. go on as, as, as started. Yeah, so so far I'm enjoying it. Um, I forget the actor who plays Ron Swanson, but he's hilarious. Aziz Ansari's in it, he's really funny. There's a lot There's a lot of good people in it. Have you watched good. anything else? Um, I went and saw that um, Immigrant People of Colour Theatre piece at oh, uh, Trans Pride. Yes, the one that I had to leave because I was like, nope, too much for me. It's, it was a lot. I won't, uh, but I felt that that was kind of the point and ringing important. It, um, it was very much the point. I feel bad that I could not stay in there. Just I was not in the headspace at that no, moment. No, it's, it, it's very, very emotionally charged. It's basically um, a theatre group, three people uh, tell the stories of uh, three immigrants... Uh, from from different parts of the world and and sort of the the persecution they had in their own countries and then trying to come to the UK uh, as immigrants and obviously it, the struggles you have to go through to deal with the the immigration services and like uh, obviously these are mostly sort of queer people so it's a case of uh, can you prove that you're a lesbian that otherwise if you can't then you know we'll just send you home at which point this person's already had their name splashed all over the media so if they go home everyone there is going to think that they're or, or, or know that they're gay and and then this is going to cause even more problems for them. Almost um, if basic... they're lying about it and just saying they're gay for no reason, etc. Well, you know what? Yeah. What does it matter? Let's just exactly be nice just, to people. Just if 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 you're willing to to do that to try and get here, you you 
pretty fucking want to be here. Just come in. Yeah, and and then there's there was a bit where one of the uh, one of the people was talking about the fact that they were at one point actually on a plane about to be sent back, and they'd come to sort of go. I I guess I accept that. There's nothing I can do. And and last minute they got pulled back off again because some sort of uh, some lawyers who'd been working on her behalf had managed mm. to come through and get a reprieve. But that that was like twice she was on yeah. on a plane or nearly on a plane, coming to terms with I'm going to have to go back to my country and I'm probably going to be dead very shortly thereafter. And and obviously uh. as as a trans person and at a trans event, it's 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 very like. Um, um, it's something one can relate to when you've spent a lot of time waiting for people to sign bits of paperwork to say you can go and live your life. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a heck of a thing. Yeah. Um. I I didn't get the name of the group unfortunately, but uh, it was it was powerful and I think important. And I I wish them every luck with the the rest of that touring event. Yeah. Uh. Did you watch anything else? Okay then, time for another thing. Hello and welcome to another public information film. Today we'll be discussing the summer. Indeed, many people get excited about the prospect of summer arriving in the British Isles. Every time, oh wonderful, the sun is coming out, this will be very enjoyable. Unfortunately, British homes are designed for keeping the heat in, rather than letting it out. Indeed, when you pair this with humidity and high temperatures, what you get is actually a rather unenjoyable experience. Exactly. The British rely solely on tea. This is not very pleasant when you are in scorching hot weathers of approximately 33 degrees centigrade. Indeed. If you are recording a podcast, you may even have to do so with a fan on and a window open, getting the sounds of cars going past, just to survive, because British homes are not designed to go above about 20 degrees Celsius. Indeed. People may think that summer is most fun with pims and picnics and toodle pip what what, but in Dutch effect, it is melty, sweaty, horrible and present misery. So, next time you hear a British person complaining about a temperature that you feel is not that hot, Bear in mind, our homes are heat traps, and we are designed to melt to death. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actorsoft. Right, right, right. So, I've called this meeting, I've called this meeting, because uh, I was I was walking through London the other day. Yeah. And uh, I saw that there was this, uh, th- this pride parade going on. Sure, sure. And, and there were a lot of uh, businesses... What I saw cashing in on pride, doing you know, yeah, putting yeah. putting flags up in windows and getting more customers and stuff. So glitter in the milkshakes. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So while we're corporatizing uh, pride parades, uh, I was wondering how can we make video games gay without upsetting the people that don't like gay stuff in video games. Sure, you know we want to get the pink pound, but we don't want to upset the Russians. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, so, so first idea I actually kind of stole from um, this this TV show, Steven Universe. Sure. So, what? Oh, you... that's just rife with uh, lots yeah, of good yeah. gay stuff. So, what the, the gay kids? What, what what you do? What you do is sure, you you make sure. a gay couple where one of the uh, the one of them presents gender a uh, little gender nonconforming. Sure. And then you just switch their pronouns for Russia, 
Exactly. Got Anyone it, that doesn't it, yeah. like the gays, you just switch the pronouns and go, nah, it's fine, they're, they're a straight couple. You're a fucking genius. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even make the straight version the default, but, like, you know, they got to turn gay mode on. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, like, we could have, like, whole gay modes, we could, uh... You know, we we could ask people's sexuality when they're uh, signing up for our our online our online services, and you know, if if they they put in that they're gay, perhaps we can you know make rainbows flash up on their screen and stuff. And and if someone happens to answer a few questions suggesting that they are a, a raging homophobe, then perhaps we can we can make that sort of uh, just disappear from their version. Sure. Indeed, and I think like if we if we do things like we hide the gays in the DLC. Uh, sure, sure. We allude to them in letters where, like, the gays will know that we're we're saying they're gay, but, like, the, the people that are homophobic, they can just be like, nah, it's not confirmed. It's, a, it, it's interpreted different. And expanded universe stuff, too. I think maybe if we have, like, a comic book that ties in with our product, then, you know, we'll, we'll hide, you know, the, one of the, the main... Uh, female characters that that they're in a, a lesbian relationship, but we'll make no allusion to that whatsoever in, in the main game, and and I, I think that'll probably uh, get some people on board. You know, get some more of that good pink dough See, flowing in. Maybe we go even further. We we sure. uh, follow the J.K. Rowling route. We just tweet that they're gay. Sure. Like, we never read to it in any media. We just tweet they're okay. Is there any way we can hide that from the uh, the dangerous fanboy types? Because they can get real, real upset with us about this. Well, things. what we do is we tweet that they're gay, and then about five minutes later we delete the tweet, because then it can sure. be denied by the homophobes, but the, nice. the gays will be like, No, it ain't happened. Sure, sure, yeah, See, I, I like that. I, I think that I think this has been a productive meeting. Nice, uh, we were nice. gonna we were gonna scrape that rainbow money for all we can get. Oh yeah, so much rainbow money. What did you put in your ears? Me ears. In your ears. Me ears. Your ears. Your ears. Uh, I listened to a bunch of stuff and I don't remember what most of it was. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow your lead. What did we listen to this weekend? Ah, uh, we listened to a two-hour chill step mix. Oh, was that the one that had the picture that we looked that at? That was the one that had the picture that yeah. we looked at. That I've now ordered a, a, a canvas print of because it was such a nice picture. And it's a still image, isn't it? It is a still image. It yeah. is a still image. <laughs> well, it will be when it's printed, certainly. <laughs> and absolutely, we do not live in Harry Potter. Yeah. No, we don't live in a world of moving images. No. Of course we don't. That would be silly. Indeed. Um, um, we we the, there was a track in there that I had to sort of run around the house desperately trying to find both my handbag and my phone because you wanted to Shazam it. I, well, I, no, I just took a picture of the playlist uh, um, and found that the track is Kilgrew uh, by by Kilgrew, and the track is called Human, and it's really beautiful. We we listened back to it the following morning, and oh, it's good. It's beautiful. It's it's sort of got some nice sort of bright really clean piano in it and then just like uh it's like a chill step beat so that it tends to be not a, a broken beat but just like you sometimes get with dubstep but just like a, a really slow sort of that style of, of beat and then it's got this sort of haunting synth in it that's a bit like digital whale song i think it's a little bit alien a little bit floaty yeah and and it, it's got a certain melancholy to it, but it's really beautiful. 
It's really good. Um, we we listened to that album uh, that's got Shock One. Uh, oh, we listened to Universus. Yes, Universus we listened to. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a good album. That I think, is a good I album. I think we've talked about that album before. Um, I think we've talked about some of it. Um, definitely recommend off of their Big Bounce, Chaos Theory, Laser Beam, it, Light Cycles and uh, Prelude. But you have to listen to those two together, definitely. It, it flows really well as a full album. Like yeah. If you listen to it start to finish, it does a really good job of building up your energy nicely to yeah. like get that dance into you. Yeah, because Laser Beam's quite late on and that's drum and bass, so it's nice to get sort of up to that. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got things like um, Light Cycles with, with Prelude. It sounds almost sort of Vangelisy, hmm. and then sort of moves on to this beautiful progressive um, synth piece that's really good. Yeah. What else did we listen to? Uh, we listened to um, Transco Global Underground, uh, Templehead. Oh, yes. It's sort of bouncy breaks and, and really sort of positive, upbeat singing about unity and passing shit on to the next generation and goodness. Positive things. Positive things. The world can improve. And we used to listen to it a lot at a dance party we went to a lot. Um... So I'll put that on for, uh, for our friend who was with us, who also used to go to that event. He was good. Yeah, she had uh, a good wiggle. She had a really good wiggle. It was brilliant. Like, yes! <laughs> Made just dump. Uh, and then after that, I put on um, Mori Kante, uh, Yeke Yeke, uh, which the, the hard floor mix, rather than the original. Not that there aren't like a bajillion two really good mixes of Yeke Yeke. <laughs> and that was originally released in 1987. Okay. And it was one of Africa's most powerful um, uh, singles of the time, and probably even to this day. Mm. It's weird. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a good song. If you can Google the lyrics, it's very difficult to find um, proper translation, <laughs> because it's... Um, I, I can't remember what the, the language is, is uh, or how it's pronounced. I wrote it down somewhere, but not on this bit of paper. <laughs> um, I think... I think the name of the language translates to something like hidden language, so ah. it can be quite difficult to find like a, a proper translation. A few exist, and it's all about being like somebody's bright shining star or something like that. Oh, it's good, very positive. Um, so yeah, any version of Yeke Yeke. Uh, anything else? I think that's everything for me. I listen to uh, the new Miracle of Sound, Death of Rock and Roll. Oh yes, yes. it's very good. Not he is very good. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's working on another new song, Ooh. which uh, I can mention this because he mentioned it on the podquisition we recorded today that'll be up before this. Mm-hmm. He's, he's writing a song uh, kind of about God of War and kind of about his own struggles at being less angry all the time. Mm. So he, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's good. And Gav got engaged this week. Yeah, he did. Gav. Congrats, Gav. He got engaged to his QE. Yeah, I thought they'd been like uh, they've they've been together for ten years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's so been they're a, definitely sure they're committed at this point. He's, he's been a bit slow to get around to it, but he did no. he did the engage. That's so cute. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So is that it for listen? That's it for listen. So you know what happens next. <gasps> um. Hi. Are, are, are you the person that was here to uh, fix the the boiler? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here to fix your boiler, uh... Oh, uh... Not, uh... Not one of them trans people, are you? I... 
am trans. I don't entirely know how that's relevant to my uh, boiler not heating the water properly. Well, of course, it could be one of them trans broken boilers. You know, you want you you know you want to make absolutely sure that you 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 do need the parts. You know, you don't. You know, it's it's a, a lifetime change to you know have heat in your property. Well, the 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 boilers just. It's flashing up an error message that says this is why it's not creating hot water. That seems pretty, you know, self-evident. I, I wouldn't think this would need too much over-explanation. Well, I mean, obviously you say that, but as a trans person, you know, I, I have to be absolutely sure, you know, I don't want to rush into anything, cause any long-term problems for you. So uh, what what I suggest is I'll, I'll, I'll give Dave a ring. We'll get him around for a second opinion. But uh, at the moment, I'm not sure I, I can sign you off because, uh, you know, although you say your boiler's broken, you, you, don't, you don't really look cold enough, uh, you know, and we do have to be absolutely sure. Well, OK, I'll put a jumper on and then will you fix my broken boiler? Well, obviously, that would be it's... like a start, but we'll have to see what, what Dave says. He might be a dual roll cold person. <laughs> <laughs> This fucking gatekeeping! Gatekeeping for trans folks! Oh goodness, dear hands. It's it's so, so hot! Oh dear, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I found this fantastic new beverage. Oh, it's a really of sherry? No, no, it's not a type of sherry this time. It's a brandy, perhaps. No, it's not even a brandy. Oh, you're not on the vodka, I would do. No, no. It's very common. No, no, so I found this, this, uh, this is one of the things that the commoners uh, do drink, but this is mm. wonderful stuff. It yes. is, if you drink enough of it, in this heat, it's very refreshing. It'll make you feel absolutely tip-top fantastic. Oh, Pims! No, it's not even Pims. No. It's really? cold, it's cold. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Ice cold water. It doesn't ring a bell, dear. No, I haven't heard of it either, but apparently it's just the thing to get you through this meltingly humid heat. I think I'm just going to stick to the sherry, you know, it's, it's much more my thing. Well, well, that's fine, but I'm going to occasionally have a glass of water in between my sherries, because uh, it does seem to be doing wonders for cooling me down. What's the uh, percentage alcohol on, on this cool water that you've been drinking? Hmm? Um, well, um, it's certainly lower. It's lower than a, uh, than a sherry, I'll give you that. Less than a sherry, well. Yes. Never thought I'd see the day should become one of those lightweights. What? Oh, well, yeah, I'll put it this way. I don't like the idea of a heat stroke, dear. Oh, I'd like any kind of stroke at my age, dear. <laughs> question time. It's time for questions. Questions? It is. What ones we got? Ah, uh, Sad wants to know. Uh, Laura, have either you or Dis Jim discovered the non-free-to-play version of Fortnite? Everyone else, uh, praises Epic for the Battle Royale, which seemingly ignore the heavily criticised Save the World version. Okay, so Save the World I've not really interacted with much because of the whole uh, it's not on Switch thing and Switch is where I play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, it's very weird because like, at this point you can only get... You can only get Fortnite as a free-to-play digital download. Mm. But it was originally released as a boxed release. And 
it was it's one of those things that it was like the founders pack or whatever where it's basically like here get it early with some DLC and pay for it and then it'll go like knowing that it'll go free to play down the line. Oh. Um I've not really played Save the World uh, as best I understand it it is a PvE rather than PvP so you play against here's some zombies coming in make some bases with your friends and protect yourself. I'd be intrigued to try it. I just it's not on Switch, so I haven't looked. It's on PC though, right? It's on PC. I downloaded the PC client for Fortnite the other day. I tried playing one match and was like, oh no, everyone's really good on PC. <laughs> and I backed out. I like playing on Switch where people aren't quite so good at the game. Well, that'll be the whole... People who are good with a mouse and a keyboard, keyboard and are kind of yeah. fatally amazing, and I'm not good with a keyboard and mouse, so... I have not played much Save the World, sorry. I do know that people who have boxed copies of that game are trying to sell them for, like, hundreds of pounds on eBay at the moment. Wow, does it make jinkies? Yeah. Uh, what other questions we got? Uh, Chris Lamas would like to know, how do you take your coffee? I tend to go black, one sugar. How do you take yours? Uh, very white, no sugar. Or uh, cold Cold, Cold, lots of milk, uh, or maybe almond milk over ice, yeah. uh, or ice cream. That's how I like my coffee. Coffee, okay. ice cream. It's <laughs> good. What else we got? Uh, Zaldera, what's a really bad joke that you heard recently? Ooh, I'm going to have to have a think for a second. Have you got any that have come to mind? I can't think of one I've heard recently, but there's one I tell often that's really fucking awful. Okay, I've I've got one that I haven't heard recently, but it's my favourite terrible joke. So you you go with yours, and then I'll do mine. Um, it's a joke I I actually came up with a while ago, and um, rather than trying to make it better, I just tell it over and over and over again, and it's it's almost become a, a dread for the people that is know that joke. The, I think I know which one this is. Did you know? Did I know? That's <laughs> uh, yeah. usually all it takes to get whoever yeah, tells the joke. I'm is. already groaning at it. I love it, but. <laughs> Did you know that a swan can break a person's arm with their wing? And and when they do this, there'll probably be you know a lot of, a lot of bruising, maybe even a little bit of bleeding. And at that that point, the swan will say to you, "With this wing, ID red." It's terrible, <laughs> and I I love your terrible <laughs> terrible joke. So my favorite terrible joke of all time, and I'm pretty sure I've told you this one. I've said it in some places before. I think I used to say this one on Dad jo- Dad's Jokes Jingles uh, back in the day. So there's a young man working in an orange factory. Yay! And this orange factory does two things. They put the oranges into bags and they turn them into juice. And this young man is working in the bagging section and he- he'd rather be making the oranges into juice. So he goes to his boss and says, can I please get a transfer from the bag section to the juice section? And his boss says, don't be ridiculous. Baggers can't be juicers. Baggers can't be juicers. Ah, it's terrible and I love it. It's my favourite terrible joke. It's an excellent one. Yeah. A dry erase board. That's remarkable. Ah, <laughs> that's remarkable. <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, Jason Lee. Laura? Because <gasps> everyone wants to talk to you, Laura. Yeah. Laura, what do you think uh, is Watsky's best song? Ooh, Watsky's best song. Let me have let me have a quick go, uh, a quick search of Watsky so that I can have a mental refresh. Um, I okay. 
I don't know if it's necessarily my favourite, but Sloppy Seconds is one that consistently makes me feel very positive when I hear it. Mm. It is a track that is basically about the beauty of imperfections and mm. that like imperfections basically show a life lived mm. and that you know chasing perfection only really serves to like be a bit too scared to to really get into things and and sort of just get it, get knee deep into living life mm. it's just a really nice positive spin on on imperfection yes. so i like that a lot uh, let me let me have a quick look, see if there's any others I want to recommend while I'm here. Um, Tiny Glowing Screens Part 2 is quite moving. It it makes me occasionally uh, do a little bit of a cry, because it's quite a, quite a powerful little track. Mm. And there's at least one more that it's annoying me, I can't remember the, uh, the name of. So I'm just going to scroll down this list until I find it, hopefully... Why is it not nearer the top of this list? I really like it. It should be near the top. He's made a lot of music, apparently. <sighs> um, Bed Against Me is not the one I was looking for, but that's quite a good one for being like, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm, I'm the under. I might be an underdog, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing, and you're not gonna stop me. Uh, I'm gonna have to just Google the lyrics to this because I know the lyrics to the song, and I can't remember what it's called. Watsky. Lyrics, the sound of our sneeze is the same. It is Wounded Healer. Um, so Wounded Healer is like kind of a it's, a... it's much more slow and melancholy than a lot of his tracks. And it's about Watsky's difficult relationship with his father. Hmm. Um, and not wanting to move on from that even though he's got very mixed feelings about it. Mm. It's a very powerful track um, about sort of the little ways that you carry people with you. Um, it's a really good track, so I guess that's... It's not one track, but those are the Watsky tracks that I'm like, mm, these are good. And uh, do you have any similar, art uh, similar artists that you enjoy? Ooh, Oh, trying to think of anyone that fits into that Watsky mould. I'm going to have a quick skim down with Spotify and see if anyone... It's a different genre of music, but tonally I feel like the Homeless Gospel Choir, uh, at least in terms of lyrical composition, is pretty similar to Watsky. Uh, nothing else jumping to mind. I would say the Homeless Gospel Choir, lyrical composition-wise, reminds me of Watsky. Uh, Kel Goodall would like to know, what does the world need now? Love or communism? Why not both? That is my answer also. <laughs> why Why not loving a loving commune? Mm, a free love commune. What other questions have we got? Uh, Becky Toothill, where, what have you put in your mouth this week? Ooh, what have we put? <laughs> you just gave me a look, and I know what that look means. Tee-hee-hee, tee-hee-hee. What did what did we put in our mouth that we can talk about this week? <laughs> I mean, I can't say nipples. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, gin. We put a lot of gin in our mouth. Put a lot of gin in our mouth. We put a lot of pims in our mouth. Yeah, a lot of skittles. Yeah, they, they, we didn't eat for a while, and then we ate some skittles. Uh, you had some sausage rolls. Oh, I put some of that vegan Nutella 
in my mouth. Ooh, I made vegan Nutella. Yeah. From, from last week we mentioned. We had some with some sort of hazelnut chocolate ice cream and some heated up vegan Nutella. That was good. That was good. We need to eat that before it goes off. Yes. Um, should, we, should we have some more vegan Nutella and ice cream after after this, maybe? Maybe, baby. <laughs> um... Put a lot of lollipops in my mouth. A lot of lollipops. I had uh, some of that fries uh, slicing sausage. Oh, so did I. Had some in the sandwich. Had an awesome sandwich. Some good vegan sausage. Yeah, I sliced up, did some of the vegan slicing sausage, and then I sliced up some pickles, covered it in mayonnaise and (gasps) sriracha, and made a really good sandwich. That sounds like a really good sandwich. It was a really good sandwich. I liked it so much for breakfast that I came home and had it again for lunch. (laughs) I had some cheese Doritos and I actually got on okay with them, even though they're cheese flavour. I'm not allowed to eat them. No. I, milk in. I, I wouldn't have eaten them had I not been in such a mess, state. messy state. <laughs> um, but they were cheese flavour and I still got on okay with them. And that's a yeah. surprise for me. Oh. What are the questions we got? Uh, that is our lot. <gasps> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brooch, get a brooch, get a brooch, get a brooch, you're just as warriors. Hello, Larry, how's it going? Oh, I'm alright, Barry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad, I had a brief confusion about who I was, but it seems to be alright now. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't help that we have such similar names, does it? We have very similar names. Yeah, it's this, 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 the funny one of us had been called Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm doing alright as well this week, but like... Yeah. I've been I've been thinking about a thing that's um you know just been on my mind. So yeah. have, have you seen this whole thing about um about uh, James uh, what's his name James James uh, James, James James Gunn James Gunn the, uh, yeah Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Guardians guy. of the Galaxy guy I got oh, fired I've by heard dis- bits of it I yeah. have heard the full story. Yeah. So short short version is um he, he got fired by Disney this week because uh, some right wing people pointed out at Disney that about ten years ago he tweeted some. Pretty shitty jokes. Like, well, I'm not going to deny they're pretty shitty jokes. Uh, you know. Oh, so, is this all about the the the, the paedophilia stuff? Uh, no, that that that's on a similar topic. I believe that was uh, Dan Armon, the uh, writer of. Uh, oh, the one that made the video that's recently turned out. Yeah, yeah. So both of these are kind of on the same point. Is both of these are about a decade old? Some shitty jokes that are along themes like paedophilia or rape, and they're very clearly. Attempts at shock humour, and yeah. you know, these are people who have, you know, I've seen some consequences for those jokes, and I don't necessarily think that's wrong, but hmm. it, it brings up an interesting conversation, which is how how do we look at stuff that happened a long time ago, and do we is there a point at which we go that's not necessarily indicative of who these people are today? So James James Gunn is an example. Gave what seemed like a very sincere uh, apology for his jokes. He was like, "Look, about a decade ago, I was a far shittier person. I, I used to try and make shock humor jokes. Don't do that anymore. I think it's shitty. I'm sorry I did it." And he's been he's been fired from from working on the Guardians of the Galaxy films as a result. And I, I just think it's an interesting question. It's like, how how long? Does something have to be in the past before you go? Maybe someone has changed since then. Um. Well, I think it, it depends. Like, if you are finding examples of that person having had similar issues further on. Like, yeah, I yeah. myself was, you know, uh, uh, 
fucking twat as a child. And, yeah. you know, I used to tell ridiculous, edgy jokes to my so-called friends. And some of them were very much along the lines of, of that sort of shitty thing. Yeah. But as I grew up and met more loving and interesting people, I have developed, like... A, a sense of compassion for other people. I don't make those kind of jokes anymore, and I like to hope that I am. I'm learning every day how to yeah. be a, a generally better person. Well, but at the same yeah. time, somebody might find. Oh god, I don't know. Maybe even one of my school books that had something shitty written in it. Yeah, uh, you know, and and that's what twenty odd years ago now, and and. Maybe somebody could find something on me and go, look, clearly they're an absolute uh, bastard and and this, that and the other and and sack them for their jobs and and this, that and the other. Well, this is is exactly what I'm thinking is if you look at me, like, say, maybe 15 years ago, considerably less woke, made a lot of those same sort of really shitty things. And I'm just very lucky that at the time when I was doing that, Social media was not so much a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm very much not connected to those old social media accounts. Uh, if they, if, you know, that did exist, they've sort of, they sort of died off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. But like, I think it's, re- there is something that's a real shame about the fact that the way the internet works right now, there is not room for people to be allowed to grow and develop. Like, yeah. If, if there is evidence that at some point in the past you said something she, that could, 15 years later, come back to bite you in the arse. And like, I think there's definitely a difference between like someone saying something shitty and doing something shitty. Like, yeah. Let's say someone 10 years ago raped someone. That's, that's not a thing that like the passage of time corrects. No. But, you know, it's, it's a different thing to be like, someone made a bit of a shitty joke a decade ago. And, you know, they clearly seem to be learning and becoming a better person, but... No, 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 a decade ago they said a bad thing. It's, that's bad. Yeah, I think I think it really depends how much harm was done by yeah. whatever the shitty thing was. Like, there are people today who, you know, I'll give you a fine example. I once saw a TED talk about a guy who had been uh, part of the reason for uh, a large number of elephant cullings. Yeah. That is a supremely shitty and... and uh, you know, very damaging thing that has happened in the world. Yeah. Now, this guy has since then gone on to work on uh, bringing uh, greenery back to large portions of the desert. And he's done amazing work to, to literally re-green and, and almost reforest large parts of desert. Yeah. And, and you know, that that is someone who has definitely tried to make up for the shitty thing they've done. But if someone has, you know, uh, molested someone at a party uh, 10 years ago and they've basically never said anything about it, they've not apologised to the person, they've they've not, you know, done anything, done anything to make anything better, they've not supported uh, refuges or, or social care that people might need in the event of trying to escape from, from abuse or rape or something similar to that, you know, if then, you know... It's a very different situation there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is if you look at these lot tweet tweeted jokes in this game, the James Gunn situation, like these are these are decade old tweets that flew under the radar that like did not make a big splash. Like it's not like they spread like wildfire and upset a bunch of people. It's it's all things that were very clearly dug up to go like 
to go, this this person is a terrible person. Um, Don't get me wrong, they are sh- absolutely they oh, are shitty. They but... are they are like really shitty things to have said, but yeah. the person very clearly also when you look at their apology, it seems very sincere. It's like this is someone who recognises a decade ago they were a lot less woke than they are today. I think that could be said of a lot of people. Well, indeed, indeed. So I I don't know where I land on this entirely, but I think no, that yeah. it's important that, like to talk this through because like we need it's a problem I think is going to happen more and more, particularly as like. The younger generation that's grown up on social media, yeah. as they grow up, this is going to be a thing that happens a lot. Yeah, I think as a society, we need to work out like where we stand on it. Yeah, and and uh, this is the problem. You know, it's it's difficult to escape from your your past. Now you can't just say look, I've moved on and I've changed, because someone could always Google through your your previous history somehow and, and find some example of of some shitty thing you did as a kid. Yeah. Or you know, or even in your twenties. But you know, hopefully everybody is learning and growing and becoming you know less of a spoilt little shit bag as one might be as a child, or you know, just you know, just falling in with the wrong crowd and you know, like doing bad stuff and trying to fit in and shit. Exactly. Like that. You know, if you are surrounded by people who do bad things and are shitty, there's a chance that you might do some of those things as well. And there's also a chance that at some point later in life you might wake up and go, actually, that's not that's not me, and I don't I don't want to do that, and I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah. Short of going and deleting every single tweet they've ever made, or or you know whole Facebook accounts or or whatever else, and even then you know you'd find it through the Wayback Machine or whatever. Yeah. So there is really no escape from your past, and nobody I think nobody has been squeaky clean forever. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a good chat as ever. Yeah. I hope you have a good evening. You too. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some sleep. Nice, nice. So (gasps) Where can we find you on the indie net? Me Me You You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on Twitch where I'm doing some Fortnite streams during my lunch breaks at the moment. You can also find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. I'm on seasons 3 and 4. Uh, season 3, I don't turn up until about 8 episodes in, but I'm very proud of that season, so go maybe start with that one because I really heckin' like it. Also, if you're listening to this on the day it goes up and you're in Warwick and you're at Amicon, hello, I'm there, come say hi! You probably only have, like, a half a day or so to find me, but if you're at Amicon by any chance, I'm there. I'm in Warwick. Ooh, Warwick, I'm in ya. Ooh, lucky so, Warwick. Uh, what about you? Where are you? Uh, did you do Kotaku? Oh, yeah, kotaku.co.uk, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. I probably didn't say that. I'm going to be in a book at some point in, like, Six months, maybe, maybe a bit longer. <laughs> what about you? Where are you? I am StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, uh, Maniac Janiac on YouTube and Twitter. I can be found uh, most Thursdays at about 7.30 UK time doing a stream on Twitch.tv slash Janiac. The most recent one, as of this going up, will have been Two Point Hospital, probably. It will have been. Yeah. yeah. Which you can find the VOD of on your YouTube. Yep. Yep, all the VODs are going over there. 
Uh, I also recently recorded on YouTube a video instructing you on how to deal with all the cards when you first get Legendary Encounters Alien. <laughs> Something I struggled with the first time, yes. but hopefully other people will have a video to look at if they ever need it. Uh, and that's that. I think that's it. Oh, SoundCloud, Jane Eris Magnet. That me. That you. So with that out of the way, until next time, be a stranger.